0: to practice makes podcasts, we're a self-help. Wait, no. <laughs> you sha read this. <clears throat> Welcome to Practice Makes podcast. We're a self-improvement podcast with insights on issues that we deal with in our day-to-day lives. We wait, let me try again. <laughs> what was I gonna say? Welcome to Practice Makes podcast. We're a self-improvement Podcast with insights on topics that help us rethink the way we live. Does that sound stupid?
1: Well, now that you questioned it at the end, it does.
0: Well, why don't you say it?
1: Practice Makes Podcast is a self improvement oriented podcast program. Broadcast live from a former fallout shelter converted into a COVID-19 quarantine center. (laughs) We serve as a guiding light and a beacon of hope in a world of contamination and uncertainty.
0: (laughs) All right, you're hired.
1: (laughs) We've lost more than half of the employees at my job. It's like that movie infinity wars when the bad guy oh, oh no. gets like he gets the infinity gauntlet and he snaps his finger and half the world's population disappears oh my like
0: god
1: like that's what happened that's with my the crazy
0: job shit is that that movie like came out how long ago
1: i think it's been like two or three years oh, or yeah. something like that oh, but yeah. oh um, my
0: god time flies i was just like it predicted the
1: future <laughs> it totally predicted us <laughs> No, I mean it's kind of a different thing with the movie. I don't even remember the I watched the movie I was like half asleep when I watched it on Netflix, but um Yeah. No, I'm just I'm just physically exhausted and mentally exhausted because we've had we have to clean so much at my job. Uh my hands are just like burned from using so much Purell and from washing my hands so much like uh and it's just constantly stressful because we're just constantly worrying like when's the next person going to get sick.
0: So half of your coworkers have gotten sick?
1: Yeah. Like they're sick and or they've gotten like medical leave because they have like illnesses which would make it like some of them have like respiratory illnesses or some of them have little kids and stuff like that. So they get like doctor's notes hmm. to let them stay home.
0: But they're letting you guys stay open.
1: Yeah. Well, then it's not even like letting us stay open. Like, they're not letting us close. We're closed tomorrow because we've just been working, like, for a week straight. And uh, we've only had, like, a handful of employees. So, they just wanted to give us the day off.
0: What are they shutting down, if anything?
1: The the pot stores. Oh, the con... Like everything, I'm not even really 100% sure what the, what the rule, like what the orders are from like the government, but it's like, like basically the orders are just to like stay indoors and don't go out like as much as possible. But I don't think technically they're making businesses shut down, but I think businesses just are shutting down because no one's going out. Mm. <clears throat>
0: but they've closed the Canadian Amer, like uh, United States border, haven't they?
1: yeah so from what i can tell i haven't even had time to like look into anything but it's like yeah no one can come across it's only for like uh essential things like food and uh like materials Uh i don't know what's it like (laughs) in Colorado.
0: um so most recently i'll I'll go from like most recent because that's what's mostly on my mind, but I worked on Friday and normally my shift is that I work on Friday and they let us know that they're going to split us up into two different groups because we're on, we're the only microbiology lab in like the nation. I don't know. I don't think if it's, I don't think it's the whole world, but definitely in the United States. And so they're splitting up us into two groups because if somebody gets sick, then everyone on, in that group is going to have to be quarantined and they're not going to be able to come to work. So in this case, if someone gets sick, um, only one half of the staff will have to be quarantined and the company won't have to shut down completely. Cause, yeah. Cause we do pre transplant organ testing and so it like saves lives. So they've deemed us as essential. They've, Forcibly made it so that if you're a restaurant you shut down, movie theaters are shut down, everything has been made to shut down. So Yeah, restaurants
1: and movie theaters are shut down too here.
0: Yeah. So people aren't allowed to work. Pools. Pools. Yeah. Oh. I was like, it's cold out, but I guess they can be indoors. It's
1: indoor. Pools. <laughs> those are things, Tyler. <laughs> the gyms, you know,
0: all of that stuff. Yeah. So those definitely closed down first. But um they gave us a letter also towards the end of the day that was to carry around while we're driving in case someone like pulls us so unless they do in case they do a full lockdown where you're not allowed to lose your leave your house <clears throat> so then we're still able to go to work. It says like we're essential employees.
1: Well, we've been deemed essential too, but I have trouble seeing how pot stores are on the same level (laughs) as like a microbiology lab.
0: (laughs) Or liquor stores, which they are. But I guess you can't – I mean, I would be pretty surprised if they said like liquor stores aren't essential. Like technically they're not, (laughs) Well, people would be pretty upset.
1: Yeah, that's the way we see it is like, if you're really forcing people to be locked up in their houses all the time, it's like, you've gotta let them like, get themselves drugged and liquored up. Like, true. that's just asking too much. Like, you're asking for trouble if you're not letting people like, smoke pot and get drunk.
0: That's so true. It's
1: if, like... it, if it had been me, like, uh, well, I would be working anyway because I work in a pot store, but I'm just saying like, if it were me like, even two or three months ago, and this has happened like the i would just be getting drunk every night.
0: Right. <clears throat> yeah. <sighs> That's the thing. I mean, it's hard to be
1: It's like, just really right now. It is. It's like it's scary. Like I can't think of any precedent in like history about this apart like they talk about the Spanish flu and stuff like that, but even when it was going on, I think the Spanish flu, like, people really weren't aware of it and, like, not the way that people are aware of what's going on today. And this can go on for months, apparently, they're saying. It could go on until, like, this autumn.
0: So, the triathlon that I was going to do was canceled? And that's when was May, that supposed to but, be? <clears throat> May 9th. They have to cancel everything up until May 11th right now. And, yeah, and May ninth.
1: I mean, they were at first they were just saying that this is going to go on for like a couple weeks and then they're saying like it can go on until the summer and now they're saying until the autumn. It's just like... It's like the whole year is just down the drain. Yeah. On the one hand, it makes me feel good that I'm not doing anything productive with my life because I know that nobody else is right now. <laughs> or I feel less like a failure. But... <laughs> It's just kind of depressing knowing that, yeah. I don't know, all, all of our projects or all of our trips and plans, it's just on hold indefinitely.
0: Yeah, it really makes you think, like, we've gotten so comfortable in this one way of life and it's just, like, the carpet has been pulled out from underneath us.
1: It shows how fragile it all really was. It was mm-hmm. just built on a house of cards.
0: Yeah, yeah. In some ways, I think it's good because the environment is fighting back in a way. (laughs) Like, we've really fucked it up and beyond, like, fixing based on the way we were living. It's, like, plastic in the ocean, pollution in the air, We're, we're running on money, everything. The money is the most important thing when it has to do with success and whether or not you can get anything done and to take that away to like force you not to work they that also forces people like not to charge rent and franchise fees and stuff like that cuz how are you supposed to pay it when you can't, you're legally not allowed to do the thing that gets you the money <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, in a lot of ways, I think it's kind of a, a healthy and a positive thing, like you're saying, because it shows how, maybe we should just be saving all this for the recordings. But Well,
0: no. I am recording.
1: Oh, okay. I think in a lot of ways, it is a we positive thing. We might just thing. both
0: sound drunk, though, and it might not even work
1: out. <laughs> well, I am exhausted, and this is me at 100% right now, or, or this is the best I can do. But, uh, yeah. no, it might... I think it is a positive thing in the sense that it just shows like how quick we're able to change our behaviors and readjust the way society is run. So it's like for all this time, people are saying, Oh, we can't cut back on pollution (laughs) or we can't stop manufacturing, you know, things with excessive plastic packaging and, Oh, we can't do this. We can't do that. Like, we literally overnight, we made everyone just, we made the economy go to a perfect, a complete standstill. Mm-hmm. And we were able to just completely overhaul the way that we're doing things. Like we're talking about the government's talking about cutting checks for everyone basically to help the, get them through the tough times. And it just shows that the money and the resources and the infrastructure is all there to make these kind of big changes that we need.
0: Yeah, it's really incredible the way that people are stepping up to the plate. You know, people, you wouldn't really, um, Republicans and stuff kind of doing more democratic things. It's like...
1: Yeah, it's ironic. It's it's very these...
0: surprising, honestly, but they have no other choice. They have to help their people in this time of need. I think on one side of our uh, political system, a lot of people are already considering us in a time of need they're saying like the environment is being destroyed people are poor and homeless and now it's like everybody is going to be in this state and and that's when people start to step up and say okay now we're in crisis which i I mean it has to be very much in your face but here we are
1: it is kind of funny like how uh, i mean i guess it depends on who you ask but the same people who are always kind of decrying like authoritarianism and like a descent into fascism. It's like, I don't hear anybody objecting to like the government coming in and intervening in this time of crisis right now and taking like these huge draconian steps to do what needs to be done. Right. And cause it's essentially, it's like we're living in an authoritarian state at this point. Yeah. In a lot of ways. <clears throat> I was watching uh that movie, it came out in 2018, I think it was called Ready Player One.
0: Oh, I've it's, heard of this.
1: Yeah, it's like basically just a movie about uh, the future where everybody lives, like the whole world's like a slum, and so everybody lives in this virtual reality video game world. And it, it just seemed, it was kind of appropriate that we were watching it. At this point in time, because it makes me wonder, are we far off from that at this point? Are we going to have to seclude into a virtual reality? Into <laughs> yeah. a simulation?
0: I wonder. I mean, at some point, it's like quality of life is going to be more important than surviving. Like at any point, we could just shift back to the way things were and people would just die and hospitals would be overrun you know it's like somebody somebody is determining our fate right now it's not
1: us (laughs) no we definitely don't have oh i remember the point that i made well the last time we were talking i think you were talking about a personalities and b personalities like Mm. people who are proactive about things and um we were talking about the bad habits and stuff and you yeah. asked me like what what I needed in in my life in order to make change, and I said my back essentially had to be against the wall. Oh yeah. Well, that's how it is for the planet. Our back literally has to be against the wall before <laughs> we'll make any kind of any kind of changes. Oh, wow. so there has to be a virus overrunning humanity.
0: I wonder then maybe the majority of people are B personality.
1: I think <laughs> Absolutely, of course. Yeah, they, they must
0: be. B- Otherwise, because type A is more the term you hear. So if it was the norm, you wouldn't call people type A.
1: No, type A is the exception, not the yeah.
0: rule.
1: People like Julius Caesar, they were type A's.
0: You think ta- uh, Julius Caesar was type A?
1: Well, I i mean, I know he was like an extraordinary person, so he, he had a lot of initiative and a lot of uh, charisma about him. So
0: I like how positively you think of type A people. Because generally it's like a... Not not a super big compliment.
1: Well, I mean, from what I understood, you're saying uh, like a Taipei a is just someone who takes the initiative and the bull by the horns. And...
0: Yeah, I think that's probably one way that they look at things. It's a like an optimistic way to look at that personality. <laughs> I don't yeah. look at like what else is going on with it because I do. I definitely have Type A characteristics.
1: Yeah, maybe I'm I should look organized. more into it before I start making generalizations. <laughs> About Julius Caesar. Sorry, Caesar. Hail Caesar.
0: <laughs> so I have, like, a couple things I want to do. I think that it's an important time to, like, maybe make a 10-slash-14-day challenge for okay. both of us and anybody else listening who wants to. Because you kind of have to revamp your life uh, to be more <laughs> indoors.
1: So mm-hmm.
0: it might be a fun time to just kind of think that out and, you know. Think about what kind of challenge you can make for yourself. Cause I know for me, when I, um, before I moved to Los Angeles, um, I had just like such an amazing friend group and I had so many people in my life. My life was great. I was paying $350 in rent. I was living. Oh my God. Yeah, I was this living was in rent. Colorado. <laughs> this was in 2009, 2008.
1: Oh God. I can't even remember when rent was that low.
0: Well, I was living in a six bedroom house with five other people and it was a three story house and it had a backyard, like a three car garage. It was awesome. Um, and then I could just walk to school because I lived really close there. So anyway, I had amazing friends. My 21st birthday, I woke up in my own bed, even though I passed out drunk in a bar. Like that, to me, that's like summing up that time of my life where people were taking care of me. It was just really, really good. And then um, I moved to Los Angeles and all of that went away. So I was very lonely. And I think that I knew even before leaving all of those wonderful things that, that I needed that isolation and that time to myself because I wanted to be a musician. I wanted to be an actress. Like I needed these things I needed this time to myself to work on my craft and work on like my goals that I had for myself that I never had the time to do because I was too overwhelmed and
1: life was too good.
0: <laughs> there was too much going on. I wanted to do things all the time. People were constantly um, up to hang out. And so this may be a time for um, some of us to like reevaluate some of our goals that, might be more like isolating type goals and this is a chance to hone in on your crafts and stuff like that so that's an opportunity or an option for your 10 slash 14 day challenge i have a couple ideas for mine um do you want to think about yours for a little bit or do you have anything in mind uh
1: for what the 10 day challenge will be
0: for you yeah
1: yeah because i'm trying to (laughs) that's the only thing that's coming into mind for the 10 day challenge is to survive.
0: Oh my god, you're surviving.
1: But, uh. You're,
0: you're, we should talk about, I mean, I think instead of something shitty, something joyful, it's almost like we just skip the shitty part and just go to something joyful because I think clearly for both of us, the something shitty is like the effect that the coronavirus is having on us and like the world around us. And then, um, maybe we could say something, something joyful and then, um, come up with a 14 day
1: challenge. Oh, 14 day challenge.
0: 10 slash 14 day, whatever. It was originally called the 10 day challenge, but then you're like, we meet like biweekly. So whatever. I end up doing it for the fourteen days anyway. I have a couple. I have two challenges. One is a long-term challenge. That's that's going to be my coronavirus isolation challenge, (laughs) and then the other one is um, a coronavirus ten-day. They're both coronavirus virus challenges, but one is a four-week thing that I'm doing, and one is a ten-day. Is what I'm going to shoot for.
1: Uh i don't know i can think of like challenges but I, I i always make them work everything is so centered around my work
0: yeah that's what i was gonna lately. say too is that you're something shitty lately has been that you haven't had enough hours and now yeah, but... you're working 60 hours a week so yeah like... so
1: i was gonna I, that was what my joyful thing was going to actually not exactly i had a, something slightly different to say but um
0: okay well what's something joyful
1: well, are we are we saying it now?
0: I don't know. Are we being structured enough to, for me to edit this later? <laughs> Probably not. Uh,
1: Let me go ahead no, and my... just
0: ask you very structuredly, just in case that there was nothing to pull from that, Jordy. Let's skip the something shitty part because that's pretty obvious. What is something joyful that has happened to you since the last time we talked?
1: Uh, well, as I've uh, you know mentioned. You know, there's a silver lining in every cloud, I suppose. The coronavirus has been um, a huge kind of catastrophe at my work, and it's caused a lot of stress and chaos. But um, it put an end to my anxiety and doubt about the number of hours that I was doing at my job <laughs> uh, because for such a long time, I was worried about my hours being cut. And now I've gone from the complete opposite problem i'm working way too many hours i've done 60 hours in a week um so that's a blessing even though on some level i know it's just kind of a temporary thing while um you know the crisis is going along it's still you know it's still good to have you know the luxury of having too much work especially when i know that um there's so many people who are out of work right now Like people who have been laid off or their, you know, jobs are suspended. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh,
1: but I would say more like specifically in regards to that is, um, you know, I have been getting recognition from my boss and the people at my work who have, you know, expressed their appreciation for, you know, how head on I was willing to, or I've been willing to attack the situation and to, give my 110% and always be there when not necessarily everyone at my job was. So ha- having the opportunity to show people at my job that I'm serious that about, you know, having a full-time job and I'm ready to show up when, you know, times are tough. I feel like that's been a real kind of blessing in disguise in all of this.
0: Yeah, I think that's great that they have an opportunity to see how loyal and committed you are. I think that overflows into all aspects of your life. Like you're that kind of friend. You're that you were that way when you worked at Bova's and Boulder. Like you're you always show up when people need you.
1: Yeah, I like to <laughs> maybe it's kind of masochistic or or you shouldn't wish for bad things to happen, but I feel like, you know, and I, I try to be this way in work and in my relationships. It's like you know who your real friends are. When times are bad.
0: Oh yeah, that's true.
1: But we probably shouldn't want bad times.
0: <laughs> no.
1: What, I mean, what probably. What, I, <laughs> what is your joyful thing?
0: Um, I also get to have a job right now, so that's I'm very fortunate.
1: You get a um, VIP pass letter. <laughs> also. It's a get-out-of-jail-free card, The Monopoly <laughs> get-out-of-jail-free card.
0: Um, I guess my main joyful thing, though, is that um, something that's really changed for me was that my band broke up. And that's been really hard for me because the person that was in the band with me was my best friend, and I'm
1: um, okay.
0: <laughs> I mean, other than you, my my physical best friend. You're my <laughs> far away best friend.
1: <laughs> Your ghost best friend. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I hope you solve mysteries.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, is that from a book or something? Uh,
1: it's like a kind of like a troper running gag that It's always like a a ghost who helps the detective solve crimes or
0: something. <laughs> Yeah, you're totally that guy. That ghost. That ghost. But so music is really important to me. And um, that time during my life was uh, it, it. just everything felt right. Like that's when the TED Talk happened. I mean, prior to the TED Talk happening because we kind of broke up before then too. But everything was just kind of setting into motion and um, I felt, really good. And then, um, that friendship sort of broke up. So uh, getting to my joyful thing is that I am focusing more on music because of this isolation. Um, it's giving me an opportunity to be on my own. Um, I kind of have to force myself into it cause I am such a social person. I really like interacting with people just constantly, um, just to take the time and I made a goal, and I welcome you guys to participate if you want to. It's a four-week goal, so if you want to make a four-week goal, we have plenty of time, and it's an opportunity to maybe get something done um, in your creative endeavors that maybe you haven't had the time to do because you've been working a lot or you've been hanging out with people a lot, um, but my four-week goal is to write four songs in four weeks. So technically one song a week. Um, And then my accountability for that, because I think you should pick either a reward or an accountability buddy to kind of keep you on track, like Jordy and I have the podcast, and that really helps. Um, But my accountability for that is uh, at the end of the four weeks, I'm going to meet with another friend of mine that records music who's really excited to get together with me and collaborate. So we'll do that. That's my joyful thing.
1: That's great. But (laughs) you shouldn't be meeting with someone at IRL. It's dangerous.
0: IRL. I mean, by then, I think we'll be isolated, you know, and maybe we'll know that uh, neither of us have it. Maybe we'll reevaluate when we get to that point. I don't want to, like, out myself here that I'm illegally hanging out with people. Because at this illegally. Point, it's, it's actually not illegal. Okay, they haven't passed any laws yet at this point. So if that comes up later on and you listen to this podcast, you're like, oh, my God, they're being illegal. Currently, this is not an illegal thing to do. <laughs> you can still see people face to face.
1: It's like Fahrenheit 451. Or, is that the right I
0: don't remember. Like, I've not... read it, but I don't remember the context.
1: Yeah, it's like a totalitarian state, and you're not allowed to like th- be in certain places and do certain things. And... Mm, yeah. It's a good book. I'd. I think most of us read it like in freshman year in high school. Yeah, that's not like what that. I read
0: it. I read it after high school because I don't like being told what to do.
1: Oh, so you knew the meaning of the book even before you even read it?
0: No. I don't know. I read it after school, and I remembered enjoying it, but i didn't I couldn't get through it when I was in school. Was that a sneeze?
1: Yes, it was. I tried to move <laughs> the microphone. I Let's did have... sneeze into my elbow.
0: yeah, for you did great out there. um so what uh maybe I did talk about my four week goal right now slash challenge. If you guys want to participate, I'll put a survey up so you can let us know. Um if you're up to it and uh do you want to talk about something shitty? <laughs>
1: um the something well, shitty l- I
0: think is the same for everyone. So maybe we just talk about maybe we just talk about the room yeah, yeah, the, the some- coronavirus. Yeah, let's just talk about the something shitty and how it's affecting you maybe and um
1: um well it's I mean it's just been really stressful for us um like um you know the whole the whole world shut down so uh, crazy. except for essential services and um apparently Tyler and I are on the same level of essentialness she works <laughs> in the country's only microbiology lab <laughs> which uh helps people with vital organ transplants <laughs> and I sell pot. So, you know, any rational person would look at those two things and say, "Yes, those are of equal importance. If anything, what I do is more important." Uh, you're not and so, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and so pot was, uh, selling pot, which I do for the government because this is Canada, uh, was deemed an essential service along with the liquor stores. So we have remained open through the crisis, which technically is kind of a crazy thing because that's like a really good way to spread the illness is having thousands of people come in and out of your store and touching each other, uh, And interacting with each other. Mm. Um, And the ironic part is, technically, we work like the like the ministry that I work for is like health, public health and safety. (laughs) And it's like we're doing everything but promoting public health and safety by remaining open. Uh, But we are trying to manage it by regularly washing down like all the counters and all the surfaces I made the, you know, I've been frequently making the comment to my coworkers. Like I took this job because I hated doing jobs where I had to clean and cook. And I've been doing more cleaning this last week than I ever did as a janitor. <laughs> uh, we have to constantly wipe down everything. Like the buttons on our keypads for the debit and the credit cards, like they're starting to change colors and they're getting cracks on them because oh we're putting gosh. so much like, Cleaning and disinfectant on them.
0: Well, that's good though. I walked into a liquor store yesterday and it smelled like Lysol so strongly, like I couldn't even breathe. I was like, "They're cleaning the shit out of yeah." (laughs) Luckily, I mean it's good they're cleaning the shit out of everything, and it seems like
1: people people are taking it seriously. Like we. Um, apparently, wearing gloves is actually worse. That's what my boss said, really? Like, why? Because your hands will get you know will sweat and it will get wet, and so the moisture is on your hands. And so when you take the gloves off, like whatever bacteria was on there is like gonna stick onto your hands.
0: Oh, yeah, if you. Wear
1: and day. so the better thing to do is just to regularly wash your hands like every half hour.
0: Yeah, we wear gloves all day in the lab, but I think that's more to protect our samples from us.
1: Yeah, I think the main purpose of gloves is like to protect the thing that you're working with, like to keep it from getting contained. Uh, just the same way as in masks, apparently, uh, and this is the stuff that I've been told, so Mm -hmm. I don't, what do I know, but it's like masks are really more of something that is it's something where if you're sick, it can help you from contaminating other people Mm -hmm. rather than protecting yourself.
0: Yeah. Um, in our lab, we're taking precautions by wearing masks, but I think it's just an effort to kind of protect and control something that isn't really controllable. I mean, we can obviously take more precautions to clean, um, don't touch your face and things like that. And I think the fact that we do wear gloves all day and we're in lab coats that we already have that mentality where we're not touching our face. When we leave the lab, we wash our hands, but then I touch a doorknob and that's probably where I'm going to get it.
1: Yeah. I mean, a lot of these things I've been told several times, it's just stuff that they tell us to make us feel like we can be in control or prevent something from happening or from getting sick but a lot of it is just kind of inevitable but at the same time i don't know even before this whole coronavirus thing was going on i never liked being out in public and like touch i never liked touching my face after my hands have been touching like handrails and
0: yeah
1: like I, i have maybe i shouldn't be calling out anyone at my work but i had one coworker when he'd be running the register and like touching the money he had like a tupperware with like cheese cubes and grapes and he would just be like eating them like after he was like handing out money to people and i just it would always just really gross me out
0: yeah my mom brought me money because i sold some things up at her house and she disinfected it for me (laughs) She like sprayed it down i don't know what she sprayed it down with but she took a picture and sent it to me she's like your money should be clean
1: we're not taking money anymore at my job, so. Wow, really? So, yeah, it's credit or debit only.
0: Oh wow! And
1: one of the annoying like people, like people are like some people are annoyed, but most people are are un- understanding, and so they they just go along with it. But a lot of people like bitch. Yeah. And uh, like I have to ask them like, is it credit or debit? Because the button on my register, I. It, you know, I have to choose one. Yeah. And so I was like, is it credit or debit? And they're like, well, do I really have a choice? You guys aren't letting me pay with money. I'm like, y- yes, you have a choice, credit or debit. <laughs> Which one is it? Which one is it? Like, uh-huh. I'm, I'm totally not in customer service mode anymore. I lose my patience so quickly. Yeah, with you've
0: been there like how many hours today? Uh,
1: Today was a normal shift. It was like an eight hour shift, but I've been doing like 12 hour days.
0: And you have the day off tomorrow? Yeah. Okay, good. Thankfully. Um. Do you want to make a 10-day challenge?
1: <sighs> I feel like I should. I I just honestly can't think of...
0: Do you want me to tell you mine?
1: Yeah, tell me yours and then maybe, maybe I'll... Maybe
0: you can join in on it.
1: Yeah, maybe I'll do the same thing that you're doing. What What is it?
0: Okay, so my 10-day challenge is that every day I'm going to pick the night before. I'm going to pick three things to do. So, tonight, I'll write down on my board three things that I want to get done tomorrow. And then tomorrow, I will do those three things. And that's my 10-day challenge. So, this isn't, like, committing to forever, which I think really helps when it comes to stuff like this. Because this can be, like, a lot to take on. Um, But, for example, today on my list was write. Um, on a little on a chapter in my book write um, a song and exercise and then yesterday my three things were do laundry exercise and cook and so like these are some things too that I need to work on more like because I would prefer not to cook because it takes time and effort and I could always just snack instead I hate cooking Another one could be stay sober, um, which is on my list and I haven't been doing. (laughs) But I think picking three things is doable. And then it can, if nothing else, if you aren't able to commit to those three things, you can start to assess and um, ask why. And then maybe it's just more of a practice for you to try to pick things that are more doable for you. Because like in our episode where we talked about making goals. We talked about smart goals. And one of the things that you have to do to make them smart goals, each letter represents a word. Go back and listen to that episode so I don't have to go all into it. But um, you have to pick things that are attainable for you. And so if I'm picking things like go for a five mile run like, and I'm not doing that, maybe it's because it's not something that's attainable for me.
1: Yeah, you can't go beyond what you're ready to do and accept.
0: Yeah, and so your three things, like what you've been doing is stretching. Maybe one of your things is stretching. One of them is drinking tea instead of coffee, if that's something that's important, or taking a shower, if that's something. Especially during these times where we're really isolated, maybe some of us aren't even going to work. So taking a shower could be on your list that could be something you need to accomplish getting outside and going for a walk that could be really really helpful getting some sunshine you know being calling a friend facetiming um i did something earlier where i played like video games online with a friend and that that really makes you feel like you're being social i think it's really important to stay in touch right now
1: oh yeah now more than ever knowing that we're not alone yeah I think for me, it's just... I, I think setting those goals uh and trying to be more productive is really important for people because I I feel like most people are in quarantine and they're spending a lot more time at home. So I think now is a really good opportunity for anyone out there listening to um, do those little things that they haven't been able to do up until now. Here in Quebec, uh we you know, had a news conference uh, with the prime minister and the uh, like one of the, like this uh, doctor guy, he's like a doctor of public health. He became like a meme overnight because he was just like, so he's just like so funny. And uh, he's just so nice. His name is Horatio Arruda. Mm -hmm. And he, he, he's like the doctor, like the, He's like the head of public health for Quebec or something like that. I'm not exactly sure what his title is, but he's saying these things like, you know, now is the time to do all those little things that you wanted to do, but you never had time to do. Just imagine the things that you would want to do if you were retired. (laughs) It's like now just pretend like you're retired. If you like listening to music, if you like going for walks in the park, if you like talking with friends, if you like dancing well, you can't go out and dance, but you could get on the computer with a friend and you could dance over the over FaceTime.
0: Oh my god, let's please do that.
1: <laughs> we could do a special, we could do a video of us dancing.
0: <laughs> on our Patreon. But, um, we don't have one of those yet, but if we did, it would have us dancing.
1: Yes. <laughs> We need to yeah, we should give that some serious consideration. But I I feel like most people right now are are spending more time at home so they're able to do little things like that. And for me it's the opposite. I've just been at work nonstop. Yeah. But um I think I've I gave it some thought while you were talking, and I think the thing that's most realistic for me is every day because uh my girlfriend really wants to do this every time that I go out. Or every time I come home, is she wants to go out and go for a walk oh, yeah. so I think every day uh, even though when I, I get home from work and I'm really exhausted uh, just to make her happy and to get some exercise for myself, I'm gonna go out and we're gonna go for a little walk.
0: I like it that's perfect
1: yeah and it's it's fun because the whole town where we're at is empty, and it feels like that zombie movie twenty eight days later where he's wandering around the empty city <laughs> and I get to live adolescent fantasies about being in a zombie apocalypse movie so (laughs) that's fun too
0: oh my gosh it's the opposite when i walk around there are people everywhere and everyone is so friendly and they smile at you and they say hi and you stay your distance or whatever but i feel like it's bringing people together in a lot of ways which it's devastating in in some families because if someone you know has it you know but in other ways it I think it's helping the world in our relationships.
1: I, I saw a funny meme on Facebook the other day. It showed like how people regularly are and it showed like a family, a nuclear family, and everybody was on their smartphone or on their tablet. <laughs> yeah. And then it showed how people are during during the coronavirus crisis and it showed like a bunch of people like walking around in the park like enjoying nature (laughs) (laughs) it's It's,
0: totally true though it's awesome in that way it's like the complete
1: opposite of how it should be but you know if it gets people out there enjoying things and seeing seeing the world then long live the coronavirus
0: (laughs) (laughs) I have a sad story maybe I'll cut it out because that was beautiful, but um, someone that's important to me has it, and really? she, yeah, we're not super close, but she is one of the curators for the TED Talk that I did, and she's also a congresswoman. She does a lot of amazing things for the world, and there is she, one what?
1: at the national level or at the state level.
0: State. She mm. um, when we did the TED Talk event, there was one woman who did a talk. She's a nurse. She's an African-American nurse. And she did a talk about how black women are not treated the same in hospitals. Um, they're not taken as seriously. And she gave data and everything that these women will die because they say, like, I can't breathe. And they're like, oh, you're fine. You're fine. and And she gave statistics, like, why are black women dying so much more in, like, after pregnancy and stuff like that. And Daphna came out and she said she'd already written up the prospective law to try to get it passed in Colorado based on what this woman's story was. And she really, she does these beautiful, wonderful things. She gets groups together that push ideas like, like, the one that I came up with, like, self-love, and they're just so encouraging, and they, they've they been there for me through this whole process. And, like, for so many people, they promote these really big ideas. They run these TED Talk events um, all through Colorado, all year long. And so she's a really important person, not just, like, it's not just to me, but I think to the entire Colorado population, she'd be a terrible energy to lose so that that's one you know bad thing that comes out of this (laughs) there are good things but yes some some people are struggling to breathe i guess right now
1: yeah it's it's funny how a lot of like really powerful people and like heads of state are contracting the illness it's all you know the image that i had anyway in my mind was like when these pandemics would come out the rich and the powerful would just isolate themselves in their gated communities but it seems yeah. paradoxically because they're the ones traveling around the world and they're the most exposed they're right. the ones getting it first like there's rumors i think that president trump has it i think the president of brazil has a
0: Wow, and uh, i mean they the encounter minister... they encounter so many people
1: yeah it's uh, it's part of being a politician more... yeah and i and uh, apparently the prime minister of canada his wife has it and he oh, wow. had to go into quarantine so he had to give like a state of the nation address and he it was outside of his house so oh, instead of being like in a In the government building, he just had you literally saw him step out of his door and just walk up and start talking to people. Wow!
0: Was he coughing?
1: No, he wasn't coughing. I don't don't know if he even has it, but he has to be in quarantine for. Apparently, the rule is like you have to be in quarantine for two weeks to make sure that you don't have any symptoms.
0: Okay, then my four-week goal is perfect. (laughs) This week we do have a featured artist. Her name is Melissa. Mizian, I've actually never said her name out loud, so I, I thought it was Mission, but it's M-I-S-I-O-N. Um, in her question, what type of art do you do, painting, ceramics, etc. She does acrylic and watercolor painting. Um, that's what she's been up to lately. She loves to paint landscapes and anything related to nature. Um, she's been getting more into surrealism. Cool. Hmm. Yeah. Um, where are you based out of? I am based out of Denver, but I'm from Holiday, Florida. Cool. I've never even heard of it.
1: Sounds like a good place to go on a vacation.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Good one. Share a story about who you are or how you got into this. I've always loved to draw and it's translated itself into painting. Art in general is a refreshing way to shed light on your story and emotions where can we get more of you? I currently have some work on display at Busey Brews over in Netherland, Colorado until the end of April. Art Instagram is mmission underscore art and that's m-m-i-s-i-o-n underscore a-r-t and we'll put that in our show notes as well.
1: Yeah, it would be good to share some links uh, so people can see what uh, their work looks like.
0: Yeah, you can check out her art on her Instagram, which is how I found her. And I met her when I worked at a bar. I guess I'll just pretend that she's anonymous and that I didn't just seek her out and say, can you fill this out? <laughs> <laughs> um, but she came up to me and she was like, you're really cool. Can I have your number? And I was like, yeah. And it was sort of like when someone asks for your number, it's normally like... Cause they want to bang you. But in this case, it was not that way.
1: Well, now when everyone asks, when anyone asks for your number, you should be like, yeah, but you have to fill out the survey first.
0: Thank you. Yeah. No one asks for my number anymore. Maybe it's That's cause because I've been isolated in my you're, home. You're in
1: quarantine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, I forgot. Suggestions and comments to improve the podcast. Just keep doing what you're doing with creative content. Smiley face. She's never listened to it, I bet you. (laughs) She'll listen to this one (laughs) because I'm going to send it to her and say, here's your episode.
1: Well, we need to give links to where people can see her work and we should have a note. Tell them the Practice Makes podcast sent you.
0: (laughs) Yes. Tell them the Practice Makes podcast sent you. We need to um, do that with like Busey, all of our artists
1: and musicians.
0: Fusey Brews in Netherlands. That's where her art is. I guess I could put a link to that too. Like where that is.
1: Yeah. And any excuse to go up to Netherlands is uh, fabulous because yeah. it's a beautiful place. Unfortunately, Especially... it's
0: probably closed right now. That's the sad thing. But oh, her man. art is there. Um. So another thing here. Let's do our signing off. Alrighty. Well, Jordy, I love you so much, and I'm so happy that um, you're doing okay.
1: I love you too. I'm at the point of collapse from extreme exhaustion, but there's no one else in the world that I would rather be experiencing quarantine with, (laughs) which is kind of paradoxical because I guess quarantine means you're alone, but we're doing it over the internet, so it's okay.
0: Right. We're we're following the rules that aren't instated yet, but they will be.
1: Just wait, people. Bye. Bye.